East Coast Creepin' contains graphic and explicit content, which may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, welcome to our podcast, East Coast Creepin'. I'm Linda. I'm Lorraine. And I'm Leslie. (laughs) We're three sisters from the Baltimore, Maryland area. There is a fourth sister, and she will be making guest appearances throughout the series. We are obsessed with true crime, paranormal, and laughing. Join us for our weekly outburst as we dive into crazy stories that full fledged rep the East Coast. Just so you know, we do not have a background in criminal justice, criminal investigation, medicine, or psychology. This is all just for informative purposes. I'm sorry, I forgot my name. I was going to say Leslie, oh my but God. then I realized that wasn't my name. <laughs> Ridiculous. I thought you just realized that we were, were not... Recording. I can't. I'm not going to be able to speak today. I'm sorry. <clears throat> you, we we were. I don't think you realize that we were recording. We were. Were. We are recording. You guys can't talk. <laughs> I don't know why I'm. We're not recording, right? I don't know. We better re. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm telling to you, say. it's going to be bad. <laughs> sorry in advance. Oh, yeah, no. we, like Leslie and I have some lovely sinus congestion thing going on. The pressure is messing with our brains. Your brain is just messed no, up. Mine's like my eyeball. It's like right here. <laughs> my eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> what movie is that? I honestly don't know. Oh man. Oh, I can't use this. Why? Because I already know your thing's not on the East Coast. It is. What? <laughs> What? Dude is born and dies on the East Coast. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought this was one of your across the seas no thing. Krampus. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, well, can should we turn the candle? I'm gonna move. The Don't. Can. Why are you turning the candle off? I'm because mo- she's gonna shoot. I bless it. It's fine. I'm gonna move it. No, okay, it's fine. fine. Linda, Jesus, take the wheel. Our ordained minister <laughs> blessed a candle that Tessa gave us. Oh, no. So okay. it's blessed. Linda, you better watch out. Georgia. Did it? What? Where did it even come, come out? I told oh, you. It got stuck. It's stuck. <laughs> Jesus was watching over us the whole time. <laughs> oh, no. We're all going to burn in hell. We're blasphemous over here. <laughs> I don't want Georgia anymore. <laughs> That's the police. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I didn't. <laughs> my, my bad. Pennsylvania. And you hate Pennsylvania. But that's not right. Oh. You get a couple more tries. I thought she gets three tries all together. Not the first one did it. The first one didn't count because it got stuck. So it's not Pennsylvania. Which one do I do now? <laughs> Am I close? There's a whole East You're coast. closer. No. Georgia. Wait. Okay, hold on. Florida. You're getting closer. South Carolina. <laughs> Delaware. No. Oh, my God. That one almost went in the candle. <laughs> you got one more. Connecticut. Wait. Are she recording? <sighs> oh, my God. I actually hit Connecticut. But you're wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are going to start off... <clears throat> Okay, so I guess you did Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. So I guess that's okay, because this person is born in Vermont, 
And then, like, a couple weeks later, moves to Pennsylvania for, like, the first couple years of their life. Then moves to the West Coast and then dies in Florida. Okay. Hmm. Wait, I've missed that. No, it's okay. <laughs> Vermont, Pennsylvania, West Coast, Florida. Ah, we use a traveling crew. No, yes. no, no, no. No. The parents did the first part. Uh, only from Vermont to... Pennsylvania. Then to the West Coast, this is true. This is the hills have eyes. I get it. Okay, let's go. I've never seen that. that. It's okay. It's gross. It's disgusting. It is. Continue. Uh, He kind of reminds me of them, though. He's the fucking... Let's go. (laughs) So, Uh Theodore Robert Bundy was born on November 24th, 1946 in Burlington, Vermont. Am I supposed to know who this is? It's okay. Continue. <laughs> he was born to. Is this the right Ted Bundy? Yes. <laughs> no, I'm not excited. That is horrible. He is a bad man. Lynn bad and man. I have different views on Theodore Bundy. I okay. hate the man, and Linda has one of those weird passions for him. I would rate him if he was still alive. I would probably kill him if he was still alive. I'm not saying that he was a good man. He's just fascinating. I think he's a piece of shit. He is a piece of shit. Like last night and the past couple of weeks, I've just been so angry. Oh I my gosh. I fucking hate this man. <laughs> it's going to be like War of the Worlds between us. Yeah. I saw the thing. Zach Efron. Mm. Mm-hmm. I watched it and I did not like it. Mm. And it was interesting. My views on that will be in episode three. This is going to be a three-parter. Oh, snap. It is a lot that goes on. You know? Episode one, which is today, we are just covering his early life, which is birth to high school, beginning of college. Okay. Because yo was fucked up. <laughs> so this is episode 32A. No, 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 no. We don't do that A shit. Okay. Because that messes her up. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just be throwing numbers in with letters. I'm not good at that. And it messes Larry up, too. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Keep it simple, stupid. That's how we I, like I am. It. I'm trying. Okay, anyway. so I didn't know his name was Theodore. Yeah. Apparently, I didn't pay attention to the movie or anything. I don't pay attention to any of this shit. <laughs> Like, literally, you could go through a past episode that we've done, and I'll be like, huh? <laughs> this happened? This sounds familiar. That's like when I was editing last week's episode. I was just like, what the hell are we talking about? And I'm so sucked in <laughs> while I'm editing, and I'm just like, oh, oh. And then we got to a certain part. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. Oh I was like three-fourths of the way into that episode. <laughs> Uh, look, I completely forgot I did the recording, okay? <laughs> so there's that. We've had a lot going on in the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay. So Theodore... Theodore. <laughs> Theodore Robert Bundy was born to Eleanor Louise Caldwell. She went as Louise. She was 22 years old and unmarried when she gave birth to him. She actually went up to Vermont to give birth to him at an unwed mother's home. Interesting. When was this? 
1946. There are several different, I don't know, stories, theories behind who his father possibly could be. Some people say it was maybe Lloyd Marshall, who was an Air Force veteran and a Penn State graduate. (laughs) Lloyd. (laughs) Others say that Ted's father is Jack Worthington, while some people say that his grandfather is his father. Like her dad? Yes. Oh. But his birth certificate lists his father as unknown, and there was never any conclusive, like, DNA DNA testing done to figure out who his father was. So Samuel Cromwell is his grandfather, and a lot of the rumors were that he raped his daughter, and she became pregnant because of that. And it is said that while Ted was growing up, she even said to people, oh, yeah, like, my dad raped me, and... Ted is the result of that, but she's never actually confirmed that. Okay. So it's like her friends are like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And she's just never really said anything about it. After she had Ted, they stayed up there for a couple of weeks, and her whole plan was to put him up for adoption. But her parents were not okay with that, so they told her, okay, just bring him down. We'll raise him as we're his parents and you're his sister. So for the first three years of his life, that's how it went. His grandparents were his parents. Interesting. And his sister was his mother, or his mother was his sister. Does that make sense? Did yeah. Did I say that right? I don't remember anymore. You said it right both I'm times. Say yes. mm-hmm. Oh, so they were up there for two months. Plus two times. months. Two months. In Vermont? Yes. Okay. And then they came down to uh, Philly. Okay. So she's from Philly. So that is, like, his little tiny early life. And he says that... So is he the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? No. Mm Mm-mm. No. (laughs) God, I hope not. (laughs) Um, Isn't that how it started? (laughs) Yeah. (gasps) I feel like... Just go ahead. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Linda's singing now. Okay, so a lot of... My resources were from docuseries and books, and one of the books that was really good was The Stranger Beside Me, which is by Anne Rule, who is one of his old co-workers slash friends. Okay. You've read it? <laughs> I haven't read it. I, I've i read it. She's really excited, you guys. She's holding her ribs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And he told Anne that This is, and I quote, maybe I just figured out that there couldn't be a 20-year difference in age between a brother and his sister, and Louise always took care of me. I grew up knowing that she was really my mother. And that's, like, something he said, obviously, later in life, but it really contradicts that everything that everyone else said around him about how he found out. Because there's, we're going to get there. Because he doesn't know, even when they move, Mm-hmm. He still, like, according to his mother, sister, he never knew that she was his... It's, okay. We're getting there. So during interviews of his family, this is, like, his preschool age. So he's, like, three to five, six years old. FYI, I am not drawing a picture of him because I... This one, I do know what he looks like. Mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> What? I said a piece of shit. You could just draw a piece of poop in the corner. <laughs> so 
Around the age of three years old, Ted became fascinated with knives, and people said that he was a very shy kid, but he was also a bright child, and he did well in school, but not with his peers. At this point, his fascination with knives was becoming a little bit more apparent, and I mean, he's three. Bundy's maternal aunt, Julie, said that several times she had woken up to Ted either slipping butcher knives underneath of her pillow or sheets or circling them around her. So, like, she was laying down and he would place knives in an outline around her body and she would wake up and he would just be, like, giggling and then run away. That's so weird. And she said that... Butcher knives? Yeah, or just, like, kitchen (laughs) knives. So this is a quote from her from an article she did with Vanity Fair. I remember thinking at the time that I was the only one who thought that this was strange and nobody else did anything. And then the doctor that was in the same interview as her was saying that only in very seriously traumatized children who have either themselves been the victims of extraordinary abuse or who have witnessed extreme violence among family members would really gain this obsession. And... His grandfather was kind of a piece of shit. I was going to say, what happened to him? So, I mean, obviously... (laughs) If that's what they're saying, what happened? So, like, with the whole... His grandfather might be his father because of the sexual assault towards his... Mother. Sister. Mother. This is going to really jack me up, mother, sister. Just say mother. Just say mother. mother, Towards his mother. (laughs) (laughs) He was just as abusive to everyone else, including Ted. Okay. Once he came home and they said that his physical abuse extended to not only the family members, but dogs, cats, any animals that he would see. Right. Like he would just be abusive towards everyone. He was very physically, emotionally abusive and he was also an alcoholic. Gotcha. This is still in his preschool age and this is what Ted would do. He would find stray cats around their house and swing them by their tails. And he would kick dogs and he would just shout at people for no reason. Like he had a lot of aggression and everyone was like, where is this coming from? Who walking down the street? Ah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Ah. So as Louise... Like, the family and a lot of her friends in Philadelphia, they were becoming very concerned about her well-being as well as Ted's because of everything, like, his grandfather was doing. They were just like, you really need to get out of here. So she decided when he was three years old that she was going to move to Washington State. So she moved to Tacoma, Washington to live with her aunt and uncle. Oh, this is when he was five. Did I say three? Yeah. Five. Everyone said that Ted was so excited about this because his uncle was everything that he could have ever wanted in a paternal figure. He was wealthy. He was well-educated. He had a nice car. What? I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am rich. I am not rich. What is that? Sounds some kind of weird mantra going on over there. (laughs) I don't know. TikTok. I hate you all. Okay, continue. Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, bitch. Okay. 
One of his neighbors <laughs> said that you can tell that his uncle was everything that Ted wanted to be in life. He was very well educated. He had a nice car. His family would go to Europe. And that was the life that Ted wanted. And he always aspired to have. That was kind of like, I don't know, his vision I be board. like you. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It didn't go so well for him. I want to walk like you. <laughs> okay. That's going to be stuck in my head the rest of the time. I forgot to mention this, but so when he was in Philadelphia, so he was only there from like two months to five years old. One of the things that people would catch him doing is he would sneak off to the greenhouse in their backyard, which was where his grandfather would hide all of his pornography stashes. Interesting. And Ted would sit in there for hours just flipping through porn magazines. Nice. He's fucking five. (laughs) That's like, I was just like, what? Less than five. Yeah. Back to Tacoma, Washington. In 1949, Louise, oh, lies, scratch the 19. That's when they moved. But shortly after they moved, she fell in love with a man mm-hmm. named Johnny Bundy. He is a local cook in a hospital. And Ted was not happy about this at all. And he's He was like, still five? He's like six. Okay. Maybe like six or seven. And it's kind of like, the fuck? You Sounds still- like someone I know. What? My hand hurts. <laughs> I was like, who are you talking about? <laughs> John... Bundy is said to be the complete opposite of, like, everything, like, every man that Louise has had in her life so far. He's very doting. He loved her. He was all like, like, it was so cute. (laughs) Okay, and we don't like him. Why? Ted doesn't like him. Okay. Sorry. I didn't say I didn't like him. I don't know. (sighs) This is why she doesn't like Ted. Because he didn't like Johnny. (laughs) So, Louise and Johnny married in 1951. Mm -hmm. He was extremely jealous of John. Ted. Was jealous of John. Yes. Okay. That's why I said he was extremely jealous of John. You need to specify who he is. I'm sorry. I was getting there. No, you aren't. Yes, I was. (laughs) So, he was so jealous to the- Say his name. (laughs) I'm getting there. She's psychotic. (laughs) I think I'm going to kick her out. (laughs) Come episode three. Oh, <laughs> no. Because I'm about to tear her world apart in episode three. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm sorry. I told Jonathan in the other day, I was like, this fucking series of episodes is going to make or break us. Because I'm either going to punch Lynn in the face or she's going to break my laptop. And then I'm going to punch her in the face. I was like, because we're going to We're not going to have any of that. <laughs> Or I'm going to walk out before it happens, so just <laughs> FYI. Wait, wait, shh. Continue. You couldn't hear that? No. No. My child is crying under the door. And yeah. I can't hear shit. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, so Ted was very jealous of Johnny. Thank you. Because he did not like all the attention that he was stealing away from him. <laughs> this is why you need to say names. <laughs> yeah, no, I was trying to say that all the attention... All of Louise's attention that he was stealing. But anyway, 
So Ted was so distraught over the fact that his mother has someone who actually loves her in his in her life that he decided to throw a temper tantrum in Sears. Weird. He wet his pants mm. while screaming in the middle of Sears because his mom wasn't paying enough attention to him. Still in my dirty pee pants. <laughs> That's literally what I thought. <laughs> Day. So even like with all this like cute little wonderful spectacle that he, this little brat is displaying, John still <gasps> adopted him because he was like, he's your son and I love him and he'll grow out of this and it'll be wonderful. So that's how Theodore got the last name of Bundy hmm. because John adopted him. He should have thrown him in the river. <gasps> that's so nice. he was, what? Nothing. Oh my gosh, that was violent. No, it wasn't. Yeah, if he had a premonition. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Trust, when you find out what he's still doing at this age, I would have been like, we should put him in one of those institutions. In those homes. <laughs> like, I know he's your kid and you love him, but Jesus Christ. Then he'll end up like the man in the tunnel. What tunnel? At that one hospital. She don't even remember. Look at her. But at least it's kicking in in New York. Oh, I thought that was Pennsylvania. Willowbrook. Yeah, 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. Staten Island. Mm -hmm. I'm going. I'm getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I knew was a man in a tunnel. That's all I got for you. (laughs) The one who follows you. Ah! Don't do it. I don't want it. I don't want it. Nope. That's that's probably why I only remembered it was man in a tunnel because (laughs) I blocked the rest of it out. You should watch no, because home. that was the one that like my heart rate jumped up to like forever. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. No, let's not talk about that anymore. The yeah. kids ran hmm? and ran. They ran through, the like, town over eight hundred neighborhoods. <laughs> you got your Apple and Watch it's, on? No, I don't. Still went in their house. Uh! It was waiting outside for them. Yeah, until the sun came up. No, you got to watch this movie. No, nope, I don't want to. It's called It Follows. No. Nope, nope. I won't. And it's not like a black shadow. It's like an actual person. Let's continue with Ted Bundy. That makes me happier. Okay. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> so Sandy Holt is Ted Bundy's neighbor. She grew up with him from the time she was 5 to 15 years old was when they lived in the same neighborhood. She said that his early life wasn't as wonderful as Ted makes it out to be. Like, when you watch his interview, it's, like, the only really big interview that he does. He's like, oh, it was so wonderful. And everyone loved me. The Bundy tapes? Uh Mm -hmm. Mm Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Anyway. (laughs) I have not seen this. Well, after this, you can watch them. I find him very charismatic. (laughs) Because he's a narcissistic piece of shit. That's how he... Fucking I know. Linda would literally be dead. I would be dead. I would be too. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm catching on to these things. I'll trust nobody. <laughs> Speaking of that, I have an idea for merch, but we're going to get there at the end of the episode. Okay. Anyway, so. <laughs> what is this chicken wings? Anyway. She's excited. I'm just letting it happen. She's touching everything. (laughs) She doesn't know what to do. (laughs) So Sandy Holt grew up next to him. Yeah. It's the same neighborhood. 
She said he was teased a lot because he had a speech impediment and he failed at being a Boy Scout. I don't really know how you can fail at being a Boy Scout, but we're going to get there. Some people just ain't that He was probably fucking stabbing shit that he Uh, wasn't supposed to. Like ants. He was not... What? (laughs) Ants? He was not... uh, I don't know. (laughs) Boy Scout material. He was not nice. Boy Scout material. Don't do that. Stop it! I can't help it. Jesus Christ. Go touch somebody <laughs> over there. No, don't touch the mixer. Just put your hands in your pockets. I'd give you the gun. <laughs> give, but... me that, give me that fucking hammer <laughs> <laughs> before she touches that. <laughs> okay. So Sandy also said it was not a happy childhood for Ted. He wasn't one of the boys. He didn't fit in. He was skinny. He was very girly looking. And he would wear really short shorts like the Venus Razor commercials and they were like so he was ahead of his time yes yes because didn't they start that in like the 70s yes yeah but yes the thing was that was ahead of his time yes but no at the same point because he He was was, a trendsetter and the people didn't like that no that's why they were making fun of him he was trying you see how she's trying to make him out to be a bad person how i'm trying to make him out to be a bad person oh my god (laughs) this bitch linda he's a murderer a serial killer not just a murderer yeah murderer murderer (laughs) Dream crusher. <laughs> anyway, so trendsetter, got it. He was a very gangly, <laughs> awkward child, so it just made it worse for him because he was trying to be like a cool kid, but he wasn't really a cool kid. <laughs> and she also remembers that he used to do some. What if he was like that, so Raven, and like just like. Into the future. If he did that, I feel like he would have been a little bit more successful at the crimes he committed. That okay, never mind. Damn. Okay, we're not getting there. We are not, <laughs> not getting yet. there today. Not today. We're not getting there. Not today. Continue. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, she clicked. <laughs> Lorraine. <laughs> so this is one of the things Linda's trend princeper. Did <laughs> this bitch really? Got it. <laughs> I guess he started the necrophilia trend too. He hung. No, that was Albert Fish. I was gonna say we definitely talked about that before. Yeah, I know. And that was like thirty some years <laughs> before this happened. Look at her playing with her hair, just <laughs> looking up. <laughs> no, listen, it's not. I need a folder divider because I'm going to think very poorly of Linda after this. No. No, you're not. Anyway, quiet, 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 quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so his first extremely horrible act among many, he hung a stray cat from a neighbor's clothes, clothing line, doused it in lighter fluid, set it on fire, and the whole neighborhood could hear this cat screeching. And the neighbor came out with a hose. Like, they were just like, fuck. So they ran over with the hose and were trying to, fuck, I need water. (laughs) Give me water. Basically, I mean, I feel like I'd be in shock 
because this little shithead is burning in castle and is over there. Like, what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> <laughs> so by the time they obviously put the fire out, the cat was already dead. Right. Mm-hmm. Piece of shit. Taken as from Kuklinski. Basically. <laughs> Actually, it's the other way around. Kuklinski. No, Mafia man. are about the same age. Oh, yeah. 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 Kuklinski. Mm-hmm. They called each other on the phone, probably. Iceman. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Called each other on the phone. Get the fuck out of here. They had phones then. I mean, they, they probably grew up near each other because Ted was from <laughs> Philly. Police. <laughs> this bitch. <laughs> We're in like. <laughs> so, Sandy also said that he would basically terrorize all of the children in the neighborhood. He would take them out to the woods, strip them down, and take off their clothing. And you would hear them screaming. And she was like, no matter where you were were in the neighborhood, you would hear other kids screaming. And it wasn't like, we're running around screaming. It's like, we're screaming because someone's hurting us. Yeah. Did they know it was him? Yes. They didn't stop anything from happening? Like His mother never really did anything. Again, okay. she was like, just we're gonna face? we're gonna get there. This is like what's his face all over again, drinking that kerosene. <laughs> oh <sighs> yeah. Little head guy. Mm. So <laughs> I don't he remember grew, his name. Oh Pee-wee. Pee-wee. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> so <laughs> as he grew up, he did make several good friends, which were just other kids who would cut lawn for money, cut lawn, cut lawns for money like he did, or do newspaper routes. One of the reasons why he didn't really get in trouble like that was because he would technically get in trouble, but his parents would kind of do that whole, we're going to guilt you with our religion Mm -hmm. sort of trouble. Does that make sense? Like they would just be like, you need to stop doing this. Because Jesus is going to come down and smack you. I bless that thing. candle. Yes. What? What? <laughs> anyway, so they would just basically use a lot of religious guilt. And okay. they wouldn't like actually. Bam, 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 bam. They wouldn't You're actually. You're get into heaven if you keep on doing Yeah, this. and I'm pretty sure he did not give a shit about getting into heaven. No. As we can tell. But apparently. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he went to church all the time with his parents. Mm-hmm. And he became the vice president of the Methodist Youth Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Were they afraid of him? I don't know. I feel like at the probably I would be. No, I wouldn't because I would vice probably... Vice president of what? Methodist? Methodist Youth Fellowship. Interesting. Mm. Well, I mean, at that point, probably. But again, we'll get into these things later. Yeah. So one of the boys who was in the Boy Scout with uh, Ted... Said that he does but remember that he wasn't in the Boy Scouts. No, no, no. no. He, he failed, failed at being of, a Boy uh, Scout. Like, okay, he you can't get kicked out of the Boy Scouts. Really, he was in it. He was just he ain't got no badges. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay no makes, badges. It makes more sense now. <laughs> One of the kids remembers like they were on a little hike thing. And he was walking in front of Ted, and then all of a sudden he was smacked in the back of the head with a large stick. Holy crap. Because Ted kind of just, well, bam! Him He's in the head. In, he was testing his outdoor strength. He's an idiot. I mean, I'm pretty sure I probably hit one of y'all with a stick, <laughs> but that doesn't count. It does count. 
It wasn't a stick, it was her hands. <laughs> Big ass thumbs. <laughs> oh I have long, skinny fingers. Back then you didn't. <laughs> not. <laughs> Who knows? I gotta look at pictures. Anyway. <laughs> so, so one of the things that a lot of people actually confirmed that Ted did, so he wasn't very good at being a Boy Scout, but he liked the things that he learned from Boy Scouts because he used it Later on in life. Not even later on in life, like in the moment. He would like to scare people and he would also like to, they would play hide and go seek a lot in the woods. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that he would do is... Climb trees. No. He would set, they are called tiger traps. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm going to explain to you what a tiger trap is. Like a bear trap? No. Okay. You... (laughs) God. You dig a hole in the ground. Yep. You kind of make it like a square or whatever you want to do. Uh-huh. It's maybe like two feet. Someone's bracelet fell off. Oh, you took it off? I took it off because anyway. I kept on like hitting it on the mm. table. Yeah. So maybe like two feet deep, you get some sticks. You sharpen them into like little spears. You put them in the ground face up. Uh-huh. Sharp side up. Fuck. Sharp side up. You cover it with foliage. And then, then fall in. And then you fucking fall in. So a six-year-old girl fell into the fucking hole. Is she okay? Yes. <laughs> One of the sticks went, kind of did like a Linda. Nope. I'm sorry. It just scraped the side of her leg. So it kind of, she just had to get stitches. Like it didn't oh, go in. Okay. It just like did one of those like great When you're referring to Linda, are you referring to the staple from the couch? No, I'm referring to when we were at someone's grandparents house and she like half fell into the pool and fucked up her leg i don't remember this you weren't there but i i was i was walking around and she was making oogly no at said person's older brother shut up i was a little distracted by said person's older the corner stop huh it doesn't matter and i took the corner just a little too tight And so the whole, literally, because the corner of the pool was rounded, so my body just went straight down that side, and it caught me from right below my knee up into my underarm. Yeah, and I was just country country cooked ham. I was just pouring out. Older brother, I don't know. Think of the last word I said. I'm not getting it. I don't. I can't read your lips. I'll get it. I'll just cut it out. She was googling at him. (laughs) Oh. Okay. Oh, so those are at the mom's house. Okay. The no, grandparents' house. The grandparents' house. Oh. So maternal grandparents. Yeah. So it got me from right under my knee all the way up to under Yo, my underarm. Her ass limited to the car. We had to leave. Cause <laughs> well, I didn't know. Okay. The thing was, is I didn't know how bad it was. I kept saying that I was fine, but it hurt. And I kept telling them I was fine. Then we finally get home because they had a towel underneath of me telling me, you're not okay. So then I get up out the car. Did you have to go to the hospital? No. No. But the thing was, is I was bruised the whole way up. And it went from, like, Mm -hmm. basically where my tattoo was all the way around my backside. This is not the same thing as a tiger trap. I'm just saying, it, like, skimmed her. It didn't. Go impale her, her yes. as intended. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that that happened. And the only reason I knew it was that bad is because from the ride to the grandparents' house this back home, I, I, 
it started hurting. No more adrenaline rush. <laughs> and then when I tried to keep my cool, when I tried a car ride kicked in. Well, when I tried getting out of the car because I was scraped so badly all around my backside when I went to get out of the car, the towel had dried into all the blood on my backside. Oh, yuck. And so yeah. they had to like pull it off of me. They should have got that shit wet and just let it flop off. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you know. I don't have those scars anymore. But yeah. Tiger traps. <laughs> We're sorry. <laughs> so one of the things that escalated as Theodore was getting older was his tumultuous relationship with his stepfather. I like that word. I just threw that out there. It's nowhere in my notes. <laughs> Ted was extremely materialistic, as we know, because he's all like, oh, my uncle and his wonderful car and his trips to Europe and his children or blah, 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 blah. So mm. that's why she like him. Yeah. Because Wait, he's what like happened? Her. Nope. You're not paying attention. You don't get to enjoy this. <laughs> Until this episode comes out. And then she's going to text us. She's going to be like, bitch. (laughs) How you call me out like that? (laughs) Oh, God. Because his stepfather was working class, he didn't really like that he couldn't provide those things for him. Oh. Um, Ted fantasized about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah. No shame. Have some breakfast. <laughs> anyway, so Ted fantasized about being adopted by popular Western stars like Roy Rogers. FYI, I did not know that was a real person's name, so I Googled it. Oh my God. What? I don't like Westerns. There's so many Roy Rogers <laughs> around here. Lasso. That's who they're from. Can we go I there today? Like Wendy. No. Wait. Roy Rogers is gross. I'm it's sorry. Disgusting. I do not I like lied. it. I lied. I lied. I want Arby's French fries. We were oh talking about it. Oh, I don't like or... Arby's either. I French, like fries. French fries. But that's it. Okay, Maybe continue. we should find a pit beef place. It's unseasonably warm. Someone's got to be out there making some pit beef. Girl, it's 32 degrees outside. That's... Yeah, it should be snowing and 12 no. degrees. No. That's what I want. Anyway, maybe by the time this episode comes out, yes, I would like some. <laughs> Don't ruin my vacation. Whatever. And Dale Evans, why are you laughing? <laughs> I just said something in the Discord. Who? I did. <laughs> I don't like this bitch. Why are you going to... No, be- I don't know. <laughs> just someone tell me what she said. <laughs> anyway. You can read it later. So anyway, he wanted to be adopted by either... <laughs> oh, my- oh my god. Why you do Gandalf like that, yo? Our Discord is very interesting. You guys should hop on that. Discord. (laughs) Hop on it. The link is somewhere. (laughs) Somewhere in the abyss. Anyway, shut up. I'm sorry. (sighs) He wanted to be adopted by some Western person, and there's a horrible restaurant chain named after them. Anyway. That's not nice. People like that. No, no, no. It's okay sometimes. It's a good one. Just because you don't like I it don't like their french fries. People. How about that? They stay the alive. The burgers are okay. 
I mean, Arby's stays alive once Because there's only like one Arby's in this entire state. Conspiracy oh, man, theories. I shouldn't have put that eggnog in <laughs> <laughs> My stomach hurts so bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> it just hit me. <laughs> if you can tell, we haven't been in the same room together in a while. It's been like two weeks. <laughs> Which is, that's it. Yeah, oh. it's it's really fucking weird because we <laughs> see each other like at least once a week. That's like yesterday. I saw Linda. We went out to dinner, and she's just gonna walk away from me. I'm like, ya bitch! I haven't seen you in like a week and a half. Get your dumb ass over here and let me hug you. Yeah, she did. And then I cried. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I was still on an adrenaline rush, so I didn't cry. I was shaking. Anyway. So he Roy Rogers. <laughs> Third time's the charm. So he wanted to be adopted by like Roy Rogers or Dale Evans. And he grew up with a disdain towards his stepfather's intellect because he didn't think he was a very smart man. And a lot of people in the neighborhood also witnessed Ted constantly provoking his stepfather, who would sometimes lash out on Ted because he was frustrated with him. Because he was always just talking down to him and just being a little shit fuck all the time. Because he was just like, you're stupid and you don't know how to do anything. (laughs) Basically, little shit. Bell onomatopoeia. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. B-A-M. So a lot of people said (laughs) that there are fewer surface tensions between Ted and his mom. He even said she always made sure I was physically taken care of and I had something to eat. But she had four more kids. Like she got married and had four more kids. And I mean, he was already having issues just having a stepdad because he's like, now she's not looking at me all the time. And she has four more kids, so he's... What was the age difference between them? I mean, it was at least six years? Yeah, I think between him and the firstborn, it was eight. Okay. So, at this point, he's Was he more- beating them, Mom? Okay. Never mind, we'll get there. <laughs> Does he still not know his mom's his... Not his mom? What? We're going to get there. Okay. I have a section on that. Okay, cool. Her So, her attention was very divided, and... He expressed that he felt unloved, but he also said that he really appreciated Louise because she paid the bills. Literally, I quote, he said, she paid the bills. So I'm like, okay, that's nice. And around this time, he does find out about his illegitimacy, which is another reason why he's like, like... (laughs) It's been building up inside. I had another question like forever. Huh? We'll probably get there, Linda. Okay. He enjoyed, Ted enjoyed pulpy detective fiction stories that were gore-filled with a lot of rape and murder. Those were some of his favorite comics or books that he would read. We also talked about how he started looking at porn way before he was a teenager And one of the things that he did is he would masturbate at school. So he would go inside of closets, like janitor's closets, or just any kind of closet, 
when he thought no one was around and he would masturbate inside of the closet but people would know he was in there like his friends or people who just didn't fucking like him and they would come and like fling the door open and then throw a bucket of water on him because they knew he was in the closet (laughs) not that closet but he was in the closet (laughs) masturbating so mm-hmm. they would do these things to him. And he was not very happy about that. He said kids were really mean because they would do that to him. I'm like, oh, don't fucking do it at school, dumbass. I know. Dumbass. <laughs> and now we're getting to, like, high school years, high school, middle school years, his preteen teenage years. He wasn't a bad athlete, supposedly. But he never made, like, any school teams he says he was on, like, the football or the basketball team, but he was never on any teams. Everyone was like, mm, like, he could run, and that was about it. Like, I don't know about Long him. Long distance running. <laughs> Cross <laughs> country running. running. <laughs> oh, my God. I do that all the time. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) so in high school, he was pretty much a loner. He only had one date, and he explained this away as, it wasn't that I disliked women or were afraid of them. It's just that I didn't seem to have an inkling as to what to do about women. Fair enough. I was just like, what? No, some people just figured it out later. So Bundy handled (laughs) academics better than any of his other situations. Mm -hmm. He said about his performance in classes is your performance is measured by different rules than what happens when everyone's peeling off into clicks down the hallway. Wait, what? (laughs) All your words just like mesh together and I'm like trying to follow. So this is what he said about like academics. Yes. Yeah. Uh Huh? Your performance is measured by different rules then what happens when everyone's everybody's peeling off into little clicks down the hallway? I did well enough in school, but I was never the top of my class. Okay. Is okay. that making sense? I don't know. Something about the clicks, and then I was like, what? Because <laughs> I'm just imagining things click, and I'm like, what? And I'm like, oh. Oh my god. The second time it was okay. Okay. So, <laughs> oh my god. He also recalled at this point he got past that middle school awkwardness and he's like, I'm one of the guys now. So, he said that they would play football outside and do all that like fun stuff in the street on the weekends or after school. But Sandy, remember Sandy? She still lives here in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I don't think he knew that she was watching him, but she knew she was. And she was like, he ain't never played football with nobody. They didn't play football with him. And she said that he grew up to be a very handsome man, but he was awkward AF. And nobody wanted to talk to him anyway. Because when they did, he was very condescending. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy watching him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sandy. Mm-hmm. And he never went to dances. He didn't go to, like, the little, like, social gatherings where everyone would just, like, hang out and go drinking. So he's loner. Yeah, he was... He even called himself... But in his mind, he was not. Yeah, 
But as he got older, he said, yeah, I was a social outcast. But for a while, he tried to make it out like he was like class president, top of his class academically, but he never was. He was a B student. He was never like an A student. Mm-hmm. He, he was pretty just average. He was an average Yes. He was trying to make himself greater than what he actually was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and average Joe, sub-average social skills. Boom. Uh, I don't even think we're going to give him sub- sub-average because we're about to get there. Mm-hmm. Trust. So Below around this average. time, he began his criminal activity. And this was in high school? Yes. People think this activity is harmless and it's just a funny thing that people do, but I, oh, this shit, I can't help with the see hazing people. He's a peeping Tom. Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not okay. Yeah. No, but some people are like, oh. It's innocent. Yeah. It's just the boy. He just wants to see. No. He's a fucking sexual predator and that's fucking disgusting. That's stalking. Yes. In a sense. Well, in that time. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, he started fantasizing about women, and he would look inside of their windows. He would sometimes be drunk while doing it. Like, he would find ways to get alcohol, and he would just, like, Oh, shit! (laughs) The hell was that? I'm falling out of a tree. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> Good night. So he got caught several times while being a peeping Tom, mm-hmm. but it never was like parents trouble. would chase him away and they oh, never... Oh, so he wasn't doing this at school. He was doing it at people's houses. Yeah, like at night. Oh, shit. He would go around the neighborhood. I thought this was in school. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. That's why I said like, he fell out of a tree. Oh. Yeah, no. Like he was... <laughs> I just thought you said that just because. No. no. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So, and also one of the things that he started doing was he would listen to the radio or he would watch TV shows. And at this time, you could kind of see that change in him where he would start mimicking the accents and the mannerisms of he the was developing politicians. His persona. Yes. What yes. are you shaking your fucking head for? No, what? Yes, he was. Continue. So he started mimicking the accents of politicians to try and sound like he wasn't from where he was. From Washington? Yeah. He wanted to sound more upper class than what he was. Then why are you shaking your head no? Just wait for it. (laughs) (laughs) Bam! So (laughs) along with his peeping Tomness, Tom... Oh, that sounded like I said Tumness, like, you know, Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe. Anyway. Mr. Tumness. He would shoplift (laughs) from a ski shop because he lives in Washington. He lives in Tacoma, Washington, and they have... Skiing? Snow? Yeah. Like, we don't have, and I want it. Anyway. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) he would shoplift from the ski store because he really likes skiing, so he would shoplift... Ski equipment. First of all, how the fuck are you going to come out that store, little gangly child, with some skis? Like, Put it in your back pocket. You shove that shit straight down your shirt. 
you got a hood on like this. It go down you know how pants, like, big oh. those things are? <laughs> I can't with her. Maybe they're foldable, like portable. <laughs> anyway. Like an accordion? Or baby ones. Guys. Baby ones. And they had like little latches where you could lock them so Did they, they say wouldn't what size bend. They were? No, they didn't say what size they were. No, what gang were they in? <laughs> I mean, maybe I could find the brand. <sighs> and he would also forge lift tickets so he didn't have to pay to hit and the fire. Huh? Shut the fuck. <laughs> was he stealing the stuff for himself? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because he wanted to go skiing. Because skiing was a very posh thing to do. Of course. Don't I've never you, been skiing. I'm warming up. Oh, I've been skiing. So I have been skiing. Just like, I was a weird person in high school. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Yes, it does, but it doesn't. <laughs> but anyway, some of my friends were in the ski club. That's my bougie friends, and they were like, "Yo, you should come with us." I'm like, "I don't know, I don't ski." That's kind of like a white person thing. Like, um, no, it's no. not. Don't just go stereotyping that shit. Okay, fine, but considering I was probably like one of the handful of not white people in our school because we live in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Was, but anyway, so they took me skiing. I was scared shitless. It was like a weekend at a ski place, the one that's like yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I like snowboarding. I did not like skiing, and I was better at. I was going to say it's because you're using two legs. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so skiing sorry. scares me because it's like my one leg is going to go this way and my other leg is going to go that way and then I'm just going to break my crotch in half and then my whole body's just going to split up the middle when I go through a tree. I No, I'd rather just die in one piece on a snowboard. Wow. That was literally why I, I can't, um, I couldn't do it. I had so many anxiety attacks just like mm-hmm. <laughs> My best friend there. used to go skiing all the time. Oh, yeah. that was hot. <laughs> skiing scares me. Oh, my crotch hurts now. I'm just thinking about Anyway. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, but the only punishment he received for forging these ski lift tickets was a warning. He got a verbal warning from the guy. How old was he? High school. High school. Hmm. Yep. And one of the really big things that they said about him being a peeping Tom at this time at well as well is mm-hmm. a lot of people say being a peeping Tom is a precursor to sexual violence. Mm-hmm. And it's a violation of privacy, but it also, it gives you a sense of control, even though it's a false sense of control, because, like, you... But wasn't he being chased by... But, like, for those moments where he wasn't, like, where he wasn't being found out, there was only, like, so many, like, he probably did this every fucking day, but there was only maybe, like, five times where he was actually caught. Okay. So it was just like a sense of control that he could sneak around and watch people do these things and get off. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> so it was more about like his sense of having power over people. Because it's like I can watch you while you think you're in the privacy of your home, but you're not. It creeps me out. <clears throat> but so this is... His little discovery of him being illegitimate. Some people said it happened during this time. 
Oh, wait, no. Back up, back up. So ending like middle school, high school years, one of the things that he also did is when he thought no one was watching, he would either pull, like in school, he would pull girls' skirts down or their pants down and try to feel them up. The fuck? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no one thought this was... Hmm? Hmm? No? No? Okay. Okay. <sighs> anyway, so his illegitimate status. Yes. There were several, I think there's like three different different stories about how he found out he was an illegitimate child. One was that he just knew. And when he moved, he found out because someone was talking about it. Don't know. It was also, the second one is that one of his cousins did not like him because he was weird and didn't have the same education as them, and he was not as well off as them, so he would constantly tease him about being a bastard. Ted was like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. So they went around his house and dug through all of his mom's shit and found his birth certificate, and in that space it said, father unknown. unknown. (laughs) So then he was like, oh... I've been lied to my whole life. But he was like six or seven when that supposedly happened. Yeah, and then the third one is during an interview, this is what he told someone, a psychologist, while he was being interviewed, but then during his actual taped interviews, he said something completely different. So, who knows? He said that as a teenager, he had to find his birth certificate for something legal And then he saw on his birth certificate, it said father unknown. But then later on, he says that he just knew because siblings couldn't be 20 years apart. That's not a thing. Let me tell you, as someone who had a friend and we were like in middle school and I thought her father, I mean, her brother was her father until I met her father. And I was like, oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. And like she was the youngest and all of her siblings were like at least 20 Mm -hmm. years older. And I was just like. I thought that was your father. And she's like, no, that's my brother. And I was like, hmm, okay. Can you take us to get ice cream? <laughs> like, that was literally, I was just like, he can drive, right? <laughs> and he oh, has children that are our age. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. They ain't your dad, but he can drive, right? <laughs> so it. once he finished high school, he went to college. Yay. He went to the University of Washington and he earned a degree of psychology in 1972. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. At Washington University, he fell in love with a beautiful young girl Mm -hmm. and she was everything that Ted could have ever wanted. She had money. Her dad was extremely wealthy. She was very influential. She knew a lot of people. So did her family. They actually dated for a while. Her name? Where is it? Oh, my Atlanta. What is her name? Exactly. I, Shut up. I can't even remember what I recorded like three weeks ago. But you, you sit in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, on, because the, I was thinking I was going to say one name. I was going to say Elizabeth, but that's not her. Elizabeth is later. I wanted to say something, but I'm going to hold off on that. All right. It feels good. And then it burns. When you hold it close, you get too comfortable. And it goes, ow. Very nice. Oh. Smell the burn. That's because I knew. 
Um, you remember watching that, right? When we were younger. What? Angry Kid. Angry Kid? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I freaking love Angry I, Kid. I didn't remember, like, every, she did that. She was like, bleh. <laughs> well, she didn't no, do we, bleh, but she was I like, loved Angry my, Kid. Why does my hands smell like that? And I was like, bleh. And, like, like his, his freaking nostrils. Like, I was, <laughs> yes. His face. Anyway, so Diane Edwards is Ted's first girlfriend. She's very lovely. She's actually really pretty. They had a lot of pictures of her. She's very pretty. But she did end up breaking up with him, and he was devastated. In order for him to kind of get over his devastation, he decided... I'm going to throw my success in her face. This is how I'm going to show her I'm better than her. Jesus Christ. Here we go. Yep. Okay. He applied to law school in Utah. He was accepted. No, lies. He was not accepted to law school in Utah. But he did apply also to law school at Temple University in Philadelphia. But before he went to Temple University, he was like, okay, I kind of got to get my name out there and, like, I need to have those connections that she has. So he started out with being involved in a political campaign for the lieutenant governor, well, who was to be lieutenant governor of Washington, because that was kind of, like, how he was going to start showing up on like TV and stuff like that because right. he's part of the campaign. So he's on that whole campaign trail and doing all these big things. That campaign was unsuccessful. He lost the person that he was working for lost. So then he was like, okay, I wasn't accepted into law school in Utah and this isn't going well, but like I am kind of being seen out there. And he was actually, I don't want to, I don't think he was charged with it. He had gone to an opposing rally as, like, an insider for his campaign. So he went to uh, the Democratic. Mm -hmm. It was, like, this whole thing because he got caught. And he was, like, trying to infiltrate it. So then he ended up, like, being on the news. And he thought he was so cool because he was just, like, (laughs) he's, like, they're trying to make this about me, but it's about something bigger. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So he ended up going to Temple University for law school, but he did not graduate from law school. He never got that degree. Bar was raised too high. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, but in this time frame and like with having that girlfriend and then being around all of her friends, he kind of absorbed all of their personalities and how to be charismatic like them on top of what he did earlier as like watching tv and listening to them this was now like his chance to practice it in real life so he would while he was at temple well no before temple so that girlfriend who was like very prestige his prestigious girlfriend when he was hanging out with her and, like, all of her friends, he used that opportunity to start oh, refining his skills. And then when he was on that political campaign, he did more. Like, you can tell. Okay. You can tell. I thought, I thought this was happening after all that, not Mm-mm. during. Okay. So then when he goes to Temple, it's like now he's in law school, so now he can learn how to act around these people as well. Mm-hmm. So... It's just, like, every group, it's, like, a new tier of, like, 
leveling up. He's eaten his He's mushrooms. He's a sociopath. <laughs> Linda's psychotic. Yeah, I see this. <laughs> Stop getting excited. Anyway. I can't help it. This is, okay, so this is why I'm, I'm going to put this out there and all that stuff. But this is why he fascinates me. It's because of him being a sociopath. He was able to adapt into different social situations in order to make the gains necessary. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, when you listen to him, I find it fascinating. Like, he is just, it's terrifying. It's absolutely, yeah, he's a sociopath. He's both he's a sociopath but like when you listen to the tapes you're just like oh my god mm-hmm. oh yeah like, oh, oh, no. i've heard him talk oh yeah no. there, and are, there are there are parts that i'm gonna talk about and i'm gonna see if i can get larry to insert clips or whatever but there are parts where like he tries so hard to be empathetic mm-hmm. and it makes me so fucking mad because he's l- trying to learn these behaviors because he, he doesn't have any of that. He doesn't have any of that. So he's watching how other people are, and he is learning those behaviors so he can speak it, but in no way, shape, or form does he feel it. Right. Yeah. And that's what I find fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> so it's amazing. Th- this section, I'm calling it family relationships. And it's basically just kind of a look into a little bit deeper into the actual people in his family, but not really. It's kind of going to give you a look into how he could have potentially ended up the way he did biologically and environmentally. Okay. So his grandmother had depression she was often hospitalized for it. She would go through electromagnetic shock therapy to kind of Fun. shock her depression out of her. Mm-hmm. Along with depression, she had agoraphobia. What is that? What is it, Linda? We talked about this before, I swear. I know we did. That's why I'm oh, asking. Wait, wait, wait. This is the crowds, right? No? Yeah. Crowd? No? Fear what? of big crowds? Hold on, because now I'm doubting myself. This was this was from um, yeah, this yeah, was yeah, a yeah, while yeah. Ago. This was like one. This of her was first... from the Ray Ray Rivera, yeah, episode four. Lydia Heights. No, no, that's not Heights. Places and situations that might cause feelings of panic, entrapment, helplessness, and embarrassment. I just need to think. Pop pop. It's like large crowds of people. So I was right. Okay. Yeah, you are. So there's that. And so in that biological level, he's already predispositioned to those kind of mental health issues. And then his grandfather was known to have a raging temper. He was extremely racist. He was misogynistic. And he was just playing abusive. He was very violent. They said, oh, shit. He was a violent to cats, dogs, employees, and family members. A lot of people think that Ted is a result of Louise <coughs> being raped by her father. So, I'm sorry. Bless you. <laughs> so because of his grandfather, he experienced a lot of physical and psychological abuse. Mm-hmm. Ted also later in life says that they had a great relationship. Like, him and his grandfather. Their relationship was wonderful. He describes... Was he lying? Yes. He was because just, of like, the fact... Trying to... 
he's trying to fit into society, yeah. and that's and that's why I say okay. that I, he's yeah, and like one of a little bit you'll understand why it's literally just like, lies about everything, mm-hmm. like lies about everything. He's a pathological liar. Yes, because like in one moment he'll say something, and then he sees the response that he got, and then and then he just it. flips it. Yeah, okay. yeah. So in the book, his biography by Anne, who is his friend, he said that he clung to his grandfather and he identified with him and respected him, that they were very close. One of the psychologists who ended up working with Ted Bundy said that it was pretty apparent to them that while he was growing up in Tacoma, he had a bipolar disorder, Mm -hmm. that he also had manic depression, which is bipolar disorder. They just changed the name. But anyway... And so, which is what caused his, like, random mood swings and why he would just be like, I'm going to do this thing today and I'm going to mare. Manic episodes. Mm-hmm. So. Just another manic Monday. Uh, yeah. Uh, so this is, <laughs> this is uh, Ted Bundy's opinion on everything. Ow. You're fine. <laughs> so. That's my funny bone. <laughs> You're fine. (laughs) You're fine. So I watched a lot of things in order to type this part out. So this is I ran out of room. No, you're fine because this is just his fucking opinion, and no one cares about it. Okay. (laughs) So while, like, as you can tell, because this entire fucking episode is about his childhood and all of, like, the early signs of his violence and the trauma that he's inflicting on everyone else and that's inflicted on him. Mm-hmm. He said, while in, like, his last interview, he was like, yeah, I heard all these things that people are saying about me and none of it's true. So this is a quote. I heard this that I used to jump out from behind bushes and scare my friends. And I mean, come on, give me a break. Jumping out from behind bushes, that was never my thing. He also tells everyone that he would be in football and he would go fishing with his friends and he would go on, like, camping adventures with everyone. So this is, like, what he's saying about his childhood. He's like, I never did any of those things. People are saying, like, I had tons of friends. It was great. Um, He said, there were the days of frog hunting and marble playing. My childhood was not an unpleasant one. And he just, like, constantly tells people about, like, all of his little explorations and, like, fun in the Boy Scouts and how he almost (laughs) became an Eagle Scout and, like, girl, please. (laughs) He said, I never lacked playmates in those days. There was always more than enough friends and kids who wanted to be around me. And there was always something to do. This is his, like, generalized take on everything. And it kind of makes sense. I'll just read it. Like, it, it makes... Can, can I ask something? Uh-huh. Later in life, does he finally realize that... He's a piece of shit? Oh, I guess that he's just been lying to himself this whole time? No. no. Okay. Um, if he does, he never says it out loud. Okay. So he believed that there was another reason why everyone recounted violent episodes of his past and all the things that he did in his childhood. And this is his quote. People don't want to feel like they've been fooled. 
like they know someone and yet they didn't know them. People are fishing around. They want a hook. They want a smoking gun. They want a cause and effect, and it's not going to be there. So that's like his childhood. But there's one little last piece. And like, I'm technically not supposed to get into his crimes until the next episode. But this happened in his childhood. Mm. How old was he? We're getting there. Oh my God. Do it already. Ted Bundy's (laughs) first known victim was killed in 1974. So this was while he was in college then. After college. No. No, no, no. His first known killing was in 1974. Like, yeah, he got his degree in 72. I know. That's his first first one that we all know about. I didn't finish. Known killing. Known killing. Known killing. Okay. My bad. (laughs) There's things coming out. Why is she telling me this? Because that's for next week. Anyway, so one of his possible victims was an eight-year-old Anne-Marie Burr. She disappeared from her Tacoma home in the middle of the night on August 31st, 1961. At the time, Bundy was 14 years old and he lived a couple of miles away. A lot of people suspect that around this time was when he was like in the height of his peeping Tom mm-hmm. days. She found him out. He, they feel like at this point, because she was home alone, that he spotted the opportunity to kind of take his peeping Tomness to the next level, mm-hmm. as they called it. There were several clues left behind. There what was, was her name? Anne-Marie Burr. There was a footprint, and the front door was left unlocked, but the window, like, so her bedroom window was left open. And then there was footprints outside of her window, and the front door was left unlocked. They, did they ever find her? Her body has never been recovered. Oh. He constantly denies responsibility for this, but a lot of people, it was in the time where he was doing all of his peeping Tom stuff, and the M.O. of the crime is almost identical to what he does as he gets older. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, uh, we kind of know it was you. But he's just Did he know her personally? Like, they went to school together? mm -hmm. Okay. They went to school. Like, earlier they did. Middle school? Oh, no. 14. That's high high school. He he was 14. She was 8. So, like, they knew of each other. But he never... He hinted as he got closer to his execution. Why was she home alone? I thought that when it was said out loud earlier. I mean... It's a different time. It's the 60s. Okay. Yeah, true. Fair enough. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, people used to leave their front doors unlocked and just be like, my keys are in the ignition of my car. Okay. It was... I'm pretty sure he's the one that turned their worlds upside down, obviously. Bastard. But yeah. So that is his... There were some, like, things that they got, like... That they could have potentially got DNA evidence off of. But it's, like I said, it's the 60s. They didn't have that. And, like, they still have those things. But they were never able to, like, conclusively say that it was him. Just because by that point the evidence was so old when DNA analysis came out that they were SOL. They're going to find out. It's going to be like BTK. 
Oh. And fucking Zodiac. Mm-hmm. And all this mm-hmm. shit. Anyway. I don't know what that means. You don't you need know to. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, my almost two hour long episode on just his childhood. I got to do my missing persons though. Where do we want our missing person from? Vermont or Pennsylvania? We'll do Vermont. Okay. Whoa. Oh, of course we pick Vermont and then like everything up north has like no missing freaking person. We persons. knew this already. I know. <laughs> That's why I said it. You little piece of shit. Who have we done from up there? I know we've covered Ralph Jean Marie and... Just do Pennsylvania then. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I've got this. Oh, so this is kind of creepy. So, just a little bit. Okay. So, today's missing person is Crystal Bailey from Plainfield, Vermont. She was last seen Saturday, February 25th, 2017. The Vermont State Police responded to a single vehicle crash on Brook Road near Cameron Road in Plainfield, Vermont. When rescue personnel arrived on scene, they observed the operator and passenger, Crystal Bailey, walking away from the scene. The driver was located a short time later at the bank of Lower Great Brook after having gone into the water. It is believed that Bailey may have gone into the brook as well. Extensive searches of the area have been conducted over several days, at the time, and they found several personal items in and along the waterway, but she was never located. So they don't know if she got out of the water and ran or if she may have died in the water. If you have any information on this accident or if you potentially have seen her, she is... A 29-year-old white female. She's dirty blonde hair, blue eyes. They ask you to call. Oh, no. Where is the number? (laughs) I'm sorry. Hold on. (laughs) It's so small over here. Blow it up. I don't think we can say that word. Yeah, you can. Control plus makes the page bigger. I'm going to laugh if it just stays the same. No. Okay. Do do what my mom was doing and take a picture. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of worked though, but it didn't. No. Okay. Whatever. For some reason, they don't have. I I did it. I looked, and there's no phone number on here. So it says you can submit a tip. By clicking on this image, so I'll post this link, they have vsp.vermont.gov forward slash tip submit, and you can submit that way, or you can text VTIPS to 274637, so that's VTIPS to crimes. Or you can call 911. Mm. Or the uh, Vermont State Police. I was going to say a non-emergency line. I mean, if you see this girl, it's been a couple years. I would call the emergency line. Fine, fine, fine. I mean, that's just me. We'll post a picture. She actually looks like my one friend, and it's kind of creeping me out. You're so weird. I got to text her and be like, you live in Vermont before I met you. Oh, my God. 
Oh no, I knew her before 2017. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Doesn't she look like? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. See, I told you. <laughs> anyway, so that is it. Hopefully, I can edit this so it's not so freaking long, but we'll see. And then Jonathan was all like, you're only recording one episode today? I'm like, yeah, dude, I don't think you understand how long these episodes are going to be. But hey, it's going to be good. Linda's over there ignoring me because she's all angry now. I'm not angry. She's not. No, I know. She's got to watch. You better get untired. I haven't eaten yet. I was waiting for that one. We were supposed to be here at 8 a.m. I know. I was awake at 7.30. I'm sorry. I was, I was playing Fortnite last night until almost 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. So much for the cat. No, and then it was the cat. <laughs> you want me to show you my foot? No, Because that's where foot. his claws came in at like 5 o'clock in the morning. why you have your morning. feet hanging off the bed? It wasn't. He was sleeping. He was making biscuits. No, he was sleeping on my bed. And I went and I stretched out and That's kicked him. Freddy Krueger. And then he, it must have happened a couple times because I think he was over my shit. Yeah. And then he, all I felt was a into my foot. Okay, so. And then it. I was like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> then I took my sock off and started itching my foot. Oh, no. You get some topical Benadryl for that. I have some somewhere. And then he was like. Going through all my Christmas stuff <laughs> and then like getting on top of my dresser and shit and throwing stuff off of Cause it. Because he was mad at you. You woke his ass up. No, this uh-huh. is before he stabbed me with oh, his nails. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was no. trying to kick him out and he wouldn't leave. Jo- I don't know what time Jonathan went to bed, but I went to bed around like midnight last night. And it was like 2.30. I definitely remember being slightly... I was trying to be quiet. Maybe like one eighteenth awake. I remember him getting into bed, and I'm pretty sure I was farting and giggling <laughs> while he fuck? was awake playing a phone game. Caleb was asleep. <laughs> oh, she's so cute when she laughs in her sleep. Oh my god, I love that stinky girl. Anyway, oh wait, but yes. Anyways, we'll see you next. Oh, week. No, 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 no. Okay, fine. <laughs> no, but there was like the merch thing that I wanted to talk oh. about. So I want. To make like self defense keychains, and then we can make them different colors and glittery. I've we'll make them cute. been trying to do oh, this wait, 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 for like two years it. now, like the kitty cat ears, yeah, 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 or like yeah, a yeah, unicorn yeah. horn. But are we actually making them? Yeah, okay. She's I need, also been I need gloves to do that for a year. I know. Oh, I have a shit ton of gloves, and they're yeah, non latex, yeah, yeah. non silicone, blah, blah 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 blah. I will not be getting them from work. I repeat, I will not be getting them from work. I I buy a whole bunch because we do our hair. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Join our Discord because painting, dropping grandpas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, huh? maybe not, oh. not really, but but kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Thanks for listening to East Coast Creepin'. Cover art by Leslie Lozano. Music from Premium Beat. Editing by Larry Bark at Revitalist Recording Studio. 
You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ECC the Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review. See ya.